1: So I'm Dan Nusselt, I'm the president of Rooftop Films and uh, Rooftop Films is a not-for-profit organization that has been around now for 26 years. Uh, We do a lot of different things to support independent filmmakers and to help other organizations to put on their own events. Uh, But the thing that we're best known for is the Rooftop Films Summer Series, which is a summer-long outdoor film festival that's been running since 1997. uh, That consists of more than 50 outdoor film screenings of new independent films from all over the world. Uh, And we show those films uh, from started in towards the end of May and we'll go through till the end of August. And we uh, present New York premieres of fantastic, fantastic movies, uh, including The Sea Ahead, um, which was one of them. And uh, have live music before the films and after parties uh, following and opportunities for people to meet the filmmakers and uh, to see some of the great movies before they come out in theaters and online.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Yes. I've always wanted to go. I never had the time. Now I have two kids, so I don't think I'll ever have the time, but never say never. <laughs> Eli, let me ask you this. What does it mean to have your film premiere? I don't know if this, is this your first film premiering at Rooftop Films? What does this kind of program mean to you?
3: Yeah.
4: I mean, it is my, my first feature actually. Uh, and it's a premiere in the in the U.S., it's been it's been really great actually because the the whole program and rooftops rooftop uh, films and what they they're trying to promote in cinema and independent cinema actually in New York is really important and I'm really happy to be to be part of it uh, to share the the film with the New York audience because we hadn't had the chance yet and we had a really great screening last week.
2: Awesome. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with what the process is. Dan, I would love to hear, like, how do you go about selecting the films? Like, uh, I know Cha Cha Real Smooth was last week, but that, that's already been at Sundance. So did you guys acquire it? Because you knew already had Buzz. Uh, how did you find Eli's film? And maybe Eli talked to me a little bit about um, the process of uh, submitting your film or the, being selected. How did that feel?
1: Yeah, so on on the rooftop side of things, uh, you know, we as I mentioned, we do about fifty total programs, usually about thirty five to forty sh- uh, feature films, um, and then we'll do ten to fifteen programs of short films each year, so about a uh, eighty to one hundred short films as well. Um, we get you know several thousand submissions from all over the world. Um, as you mentioned, some of the films that we track down are also films that uh, you know we might have seen at. Um, their world premieres at other festivals outside of the city. So, you know, we'll see the films that play at Sundance or Cannes or Toronto Film Festival, um, various other film festivals around the world, travel to them or, or see them otherwise um, for that. So um, uh, Ellie's Film was a movie that we um, that had premiered at Cannes last year. Uh, and uh, that's where it had had its world premiere. And uh, we had, uh, got connected to it um, via their producers uh, since uh, they were, um, you know, uh, they had worked with us on the. Pr- his producers had worked with us on a bunch of screenings previously, and they'd reached out to us about the possibility and had submitted the film. And, of course, we loved it um, and, and thought it was really a, a truly special, beautiful, beautifully made film that also showed a perspective on uh, life for young people in the Middle East and in particular in Lebanon. Um, and, uh, so it immediately it was a film that we felt we really wanted to share with our audiences and, uh, it's gone wonderfully.
2: And yeah, yeah, yeah. Ellie, I would love to hear, like, uh, talk to me about what it was like for you to find out, especially this is your first film that you're going to get all this exposure in New York city.
4: I was very I knew that it was very important because, uh, well, the Michael Clark, the producer that Dan was talking about is actually, uh, one of the main producers of the film was an international co-production and he's actually based in l.a but he also used to live in new york so i think it was important also for us as a team because the film wouldn't have existed actually without the support of michael as well um to be able to actually screen it here which is his hometown in a way uh so it was really important for the whole crew actually uh and the production team as well to be able to to show it to the new york audience so it was really exciting and we had a great sold out uh screening which was really nice. We had like a really nice Q&A afterwards and debate after the film. Um, so I don't know, the feedback's been great and really enjoyed the, the whole process so far.
2: Nice. What do you... Uh, this, this one's for Ellie. What, I, I saw the film, really enjoyed it. What are you hoping really resonates with audiences uh, about it?
4: Well, I think the, the important thing for me about the film is to somehow give a voice to the disillusioned among us. Because um, I feel like the kind of characters like Shanna's in the film, we often see them uh, portrayed um, as sort of lost characters, but there's always sort of a sense of resolution or, or false hope. And I thought it was important for me in the film as well to give, uh, to say basically that it's okay not to be okay. And I think that's something that a lot of uh, young people can relate to these days, not just in the Middle East or Lebanon, but I feel like we've had screenings all over the world and it's something that's that has sort of felt very uh important to talk about these days so I feel like for me that's the most important thing uh just to be able to to touch and engage with the audience and sort of get that across and somehow have this cathartic uh experience of you know just acknowledging and accepting the fact that sometimes we are confused we are lost about the world uh and about the future because it's a bit difficult sometimes to uh to have hope in the future and sort of find ways to move forward uh even with that sort of mindset. That's beautiful. That
2: really is. Um, like I said, I really enjoyed the film, so good luck with it. Uh, Dan, if you, if you could uh, talk to me about what else is on slate for the summer. Uh, and I know uh, you guys don't do that many weekends, right? You guys end like mid August. Talk to me about the rest of the rest of the summer, what it will entail and what, what people can expect to see and where, where to buy tickets, of course, or uh, uh, how to attend.
1: Yeah, so we're just about um, maybe just past the halfway point for our summer series this year. We will be continuing with our core programming um, until the end of August, um, and then we'll be uh, we'll have special events in September and October as well. So people should definitely check that out. Uh, some really great events that we have coming up. We have a, a several this we have three or four screenings every week. Um, this screen this uh, Thursday we have an amazing documentary called We Went in Virtual Reality that we're very excited. About presenting. It's at the Old American Camp Factory on the roof there in Gowanus, Brooklyn. Um, that's a great documentary uh, about people of different communities um, so that are supporting one another within virtual reality worlds. Um, truly, truly fantastic film. Um, we've got a number of other screenings still coming up at the Camp Factory, including one called Neptune Frost. We've also got a number of screenings in Greenwood Cemetery still coming up. Uh, one of my favorite is a film on Saturday called A Love Song, which is a a beautiful film. It had its world premiere at the Sundance Film Festival and is going to screen with us before it comes out in theaters. It's a beautiful love story um, that uh, set set in the American West um, uh, that is really uh, uniquely paced. And I think it'll be a beautiful screening in Greenwood Cemetery, which is a great spot for it. Um, And then a couple of the other big notable things we have uh, we'll have the New York premiere of Bodies, 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 which is a great new thriller that A24 is putting out um, that will be showing in Fort Greene Park on August 2nd. And the following day, we'll have the New York premiere at Summer Stage in Central Park for a film called Mija, um, which is a great documentary about a Mexican-American music producer. Um, and uh, we'll have a, a four performances prior to the screening um, of that film by Mexican and Mexican-American performers. So it'll be a, a truly truly blockbuster event so there's as i said there's about 25 more screenings this summer so still plenty to check out and people can go to rooftopfilms.com and look at our entire calendar and see all the upcoming screens
2: awesome and then this is just my curiosity dan how soon do you start selecting films for next year
1: We reopen our submissions uh, pretty much like the week after we finish the summer. So there's not a big break. So people can start sending their movies in again um, at the beginning of September. And um, we'll start locking stuff in, you know, usually in the fall, we'll start locking in our first few films um, and people, but people can submit through until March. Um, And then we pretty much lock everything in by the end of March and announce um, in the middle of April and then start back up with movies uh, in the middle of May.
2: All movies, all year long. I love
1: that. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. no, no, no rest for the weary.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, just final thoughts, and I would love for Ellie to start off. Is there anything else you think people should know about uh, this festival, your film, anything else that you want to plug?
4: Oh, well, um, I guess uh, with my film, The Sea Head, I'm just hoping that we get uh, some more screenings, maybe here in New York or somewhere else in the US. Uh, so maybe just keep an eye out if, in case it becomes available. And otherwise I would definitely say like everybody go watch films at the rooftop because, uh, it's really, they're the amazing team behind it. Uh, really great section of films, amazing venues. Uh, it's just like, it's a good time all over. So (laughs) highly recommended.
1: Awesome. And you did
4: anything else? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would certainly second that just, you know, we were, we're so thrilled to have uh, had the opportunity to, to present, present the sea ahead. It really is a, uh, you know, it's a movie about a very specific place and a very specific set of circumstances, but it really tells a very universal tale um, that I think is very relatable uh, no matter where you're from. And, and uh, so, uh, you know, certainly uh, hope that the film gets many more opportunities to be seen all around the world.
2: Guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, like I said, one of these days, I'll make it to one of these. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it really is like my goal. Especially, I live in New York City. It's one of those things where, like, you know, you live in New York. You, ha- you just have to do it one day. Uh, but no, <laughs> good luck with uh, the rest of uh, the-, the festival, the rooftop film set. Good luck with your film, Ellie. And uh, have a great summer, guys. Take care.
0: Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. You too. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix,